0: Welcome to Winging It, a Crystal Palace podcast. We're, we're at episode three, and this week is big announcement tomorrow. After pretty much every Palace podcast that exists records on a Tuesday or Wednesday. And the very next day, Elise was announced, rendering everything we said utter bollocks. But hey, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, I have Heskiff and I have Albert with me this week. Welcome, gentlemen.
1: Hello,
0: hola, hola, hola! Indeed, we'll get to that in a minute. And delighted to say that making his winging it debut, we have Carl. Can't call you Twitter legend anymore because you've uh, you've abandoned that platform.
2: Former Twitter, For, former Twitter. <laughs> legend. Yeah. Hi everybody! Yeah. Hey, great to be here. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, probably more like Instagram rookie now or something. I don't know. <laughs>
2: yeah i like instagram i like instagram you don't get a thread underneath it it's fantastic then again the dms are a bit of a horror but yeah
0: (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) Uh, all right i'm gonna drink some beer first um we also need to think about a new beer jingle lads but this week it's a shocker this is an absolute shocker
1: if you're it's, saying it's a shocker, I'd yeah. dread to think what my reaction is going to be to it. Probably, It probably just means it's part of Carly. No. Uh, you probably no. Right of it.
0: <laughs> In uh, celebration of Verb T's new single, 4-0, uh, Verb T, for those who don't know, was on Doc Brown's Glad All Over Again. Um, I, I feel bad just like limiting him to that. He's had a fairly successful rap career. Uh, but his new single came out last week. And it's called 4 O's in 2040. So I've got midlife crisis this week. But the reason it's a shocker is because it's 10%. So Oy. it's a triple IPA. It got to be up at 5.30 in the morning. And as of now, it is 20 past nine on the 23rd of August. So bottoms up. Carl, didn't you what have a,
1: you got? Didn't you, have, didn't you have a 10% a couple of weeks ago?
0: Yeah, but that was an accident.
1: Mm. still chewing it <laughs> oh it's happened again
0: <laughs> it's happened again uh yeah so, go on carl no you always come prepared
2: yeah I've, I've i've got a little cheeky beer here it is a uh uh but I've, it, i i am i've never had it before and i really did just go off the name so i've gone for an arbor talis in wonderland And it and it's and and it it, it reminds me of a little bit of a Palace in Wonderland, which I did have Mm. a t shirt after we beat Liverpool 4 3. The front page, I think it was of that newspaper that we should never buy, did the headline Palace in Wonderland. I had a t shirt made up of it, but it's it's I can have two of these and I have got two of these here because it's only 4.7. So I'll drink my two to get to your one. I'm gonna struggle to get through this bit of
1: change left over as well,
2: yes, you know. Um in the
0: movie the matrix when the guy just hands him like the fuel can and they're drinking out of it i'm pretty (laughs) sure it was close to what this tastes like to be honest it's a bit rough who is it by overtone i think is the brewery yeah overtone brewery company triple ipa um oh it's got a blurb this one do you want to hear it albert I know that. I know it's always your favourite part. This All-American TIPA is inspired by our own All-American Dan, a.k.a. The Head Brewer. Named after his favourite band, designed by his son, and of course using his three favourite hops from the USA, this beer is truly a celebration of our Dan. Well, that's just quite nice.
1: Did you notice that Terence didn't let me answer the question, do I want to yeah. hear the blurb, before <laughs> just launching into <laughs> the blurb? I actually did. I actually yeah. did notice, yeah.
3: <laughs> Straight. It was all one sentence. Do you want to hear? Just for it? the record, okay, well, here just, it is. Just
1: for the record. No, that's my answer.
0: Lovely stuff. um
2: So I've already broken one of my new season resolutions because I was trying to cut down on what I drink. So I thought I'd only drink on a match day when I go to a game. So here I am, no game. But as my I did say that to my my family, and as the wife said, you go to 130 games a year, so you'd already given up
0: a lot <laughs> yeah. of <to it>, <laughs> I, I, I mean that would be more impressive if you said a palace match day.
2: Yeah.
0: But yeah, g- given given the state of your footballology, if anyone's got that app, oh. you can see how many games Carl has been to. I'd open. be almost
1: T total if I only drank on match days.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um but you're not tea at the moment because you are drinking because, listeners, you'll never guess where Albert is. He's on holiday. Hey.
1: So week one on holiday, week two, yeah. organize the guest who was on holiday. Yeah. Week three, flip back to week one and I'm on holiday. So, But it is the last one. It is the last one. Where are you? Uh, I'm in Spain. Lovely stuff. And what beer are you drinking? Uh, I never really know how to pronounce this one. Mahou? Mahau, Mahau. It's the red one. The red one. The red, the red one. one that yeah, is red. not Australia or Cruise Campo. Uh,
0: Mahou is it? I apologize.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> the best thing you said on this pod. <laughs> I'm not going to say ever. Let's we'll pretend it's only three weeks old. Uh, it's very nice, thank you. It's I'd read you the blurb, but it's in Spanish, so <laughs> I <won't.
0: laughs> uh, It's probably more interesting than the one I read. Um, Carl, talking of beer, we went on the weekend in lieu of a Palace game. We went to see Peterborough Sports against Spennymore. Spennymore. We won't tell listeners that it took us about 20 minutes of arguing to work out which team is wearing which colour kit, <laughs> it's much of the disgust of what I think was a Spennymore director standing right in front of us.
2: <laughs> but it hey, wasn't yo, Jamie Pollock's-
0: Yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll get into Jamie Pollock in a bit. But three pound thirty pints at Peterborough Sports,
2: and yeah, absolutely. And I and I went premium. I went premium on my three pound thirty. That was my that was my Roma Lager. That was Via Roma. That was. Mm. I could I, I I could I could have gone for a three pound a pint and gone for a pint of Peterborough sports own lager.
0: Which I had. Weren't bad. Three pound a pint, can't complain.
2: I was calculating can't. with a with a train journey of twenty pound, how how many pints I had to drink to make it worth. We get a train there to go out for a night out there as opposed to down my <laughs> local
1: <laughs>
3: So even, even i'm jealous i work at a university so we all we'll go to the student union afterwards the one that's just for staff because you know going to a student union full of students is not what we want to do um but yeah peterborough sports is even cheaper than that so maybe that's where i need to go instead
0: mm, but the problem is you have to go to peterborough yeah true. and, and, and peterborough sports uh who are Currently in the Conference South, based on that performance and hearing little tidbits here and there, I don't think they're going to be in the Conference South for very long. (laughs) At one point, the ball kept going, clearing over the stand into this little side pitch that they had. And the steward had to keep going to collect the ball. And the gate would not close or open when he tried to open it or close when he tried to close it. And at one point, he just burst out, you wouldn't fucking believe a builder owns this club. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, that was Peter Sports. And as Carl alluded to a little bit just now, we saw Jamie Pollock, who at one point, was he manager of Spennymoor. Yeah, his son was certainly playing for them on the day. One of his sons. And yeah, we were there speculating. Oh, I wonder if Jamie Pollock's here and... I don't know uh, Man Mountain, is that a fair way to describe him?
2: it has been supersized.
0: He, he has been supersized indeed.
1: Did Simon Jordan with... describe him as such in his in his in his book? Yeah. Maybe well, less the, big,
0: the big giveaway was I was getting ripples in my three pound Peter Sports lager every time he took a step. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't know. It, it was kind of past us before we realised it was him and then yeah, so we didn't talk to him. Sadly, but much like much David. of
1: his midfield opponents back in his pomp, <laughs> he was just lightning.
0: <laughs> yes. So as I said up at the start, we've we've named this episode "Big Announcement" tomorrow because Elise signed mere hours after <laughs> our podcast was released. But hey- ho those things happen and it did not take away from the joy of the moment Heskiff I know you were yeah. the same I, I i think I dropped the news to you and suddenly I just I just couldn't believe it and sat there with a grin on my face for about another day and a half were you much the same
3: yeah I mean when I first saw the you know the parishes sort of Instagram post I think it was I'm sure I'm not the only one who did this I was hundred percent sure it was a it was a hoax, a Photoshop, or whatever. A bit like Guaita's tweet in the morning of the Sheffield United game. Or the oh, I,
0: I was wondering if it was like from when he signed the first time. <laughs>
3: like a trick. <laughs> you know, like someone just reposted,
0: up. yeah. Um, so, yeah,
3: I, d- I definitely did a double take and had to have a look at other social medias um, because it was, yeah, I mean, obviously, everyone who listened to our pod last week will know it was the last thing that we thought we were going to be reading. Because um, all the reports were essentially, it's happened. It's all been agreed. He's off. The only sort of wrinkle that was being reported was the Lewis Hall thing. Um, but so yeah, for, for for that to come out, like you say, a bit annoying the day after we recorded twenty minutes of talking about him going. Um, but but that to come out that he'd signed was absolutely amazing. I was, yeah, I was in shock for, for yeah twenty four forty eight hours before I could even really talk about it properly. Um, but, you know, it's, it's great it's great news though isn't it I mean it's it's brilliant and also I want to give a shout out to the gear that he was wearing when he signed his contracts, hmm.
0: yeah, I, contracts. in what was the most awkward interaction ever. I was, was going to
1: say Heskiff saying he was standing to silence the Elise was pretty quiet wasn't he I was, I was
0: like, has anyone checked if he's there under duress like off camera there's like a couple of really big blokes just like holding a gun yeah, it was it was a very awkward interaction. They probably didn't need to share that video. <laughs> but Carl, it, it, you know, the, the hope I held on to was what you'd said to me was that when Steve gets back from holiday, you reckon it'll get it all. It'll, it all gets sorted out, and turns out that's exactly what happened, despite what the press was saying. So you must be sitting there chuckling, feeling pretty smug about that.
2: Oh, I'm not smug, absolutely delighted. I mean, that, that, let's take the selfish thing of it all. I enjoyed watching Michael Elise last season more than I thought I'd ever enjoy watching another player other than Wilfred Zaha. And the thought, and I, and, I, and I'd accepted I was never going to be watching Wilf again. The thought of losing Michael was just, I was absolutely gutted because he's he, he he looks like a generational talent. He really will go. He won't be in Galatasaray when he's 30. That's for uh But yeah, he was, it always felt, look, I'd had a couple of conversations with some people so I knew some stuff, but I had always felt this was always about a negotiation. The noise came out the moment we'll turn down his contract. This was always about Michael had always said right at the start of the window, he said to Palace he wanted to stay. He was enjoying it. He's incredibly well managed. So he wants to be playing football games. There's no better place to do that than Palace. And this was always about how does he get his money that he could get at a Chelsea or a Man City or a Liverpool one year earlier. And uh, yeah, Steve was away. I always felt the moment Steve would get back, it would get sorted. And, And it was interesting because... All of the noise in the press was all coming out of Chelsea, and I said that a couple of times in my Insta thing, which is we're hearing the Chelsea side of the story. Palace were buttoned down tight, but they were definitely in the conversation. And yeah, that while Secret Scout had done his this is what you know he's obviously based uh, at Cobham was doing that we think we've got him, we think we've got him, we think we've got him. That was just always one side, and the logic always said he was going to resign for us, and, it, and he did. So yeah, absolutely delighted.
0: Yeah, I, as I say, big massive smile on my face for ages after. I, t- I sit next to her Chelsea season to get hold of her at work as well. So she wasn't too pleased that my constant be- <laughs> beaming yeah. next to her. Although I talk about losing faith in a football club, she's been going for her whole life and she's in her 50s now and she is yeah a bit miffed about what's going on over there. But hey ho, Chelsea's loss is our gain, and we get to see Ebise for another season. But it got me th- and us thinking about other big announcements that caught us unawares because it's rare these days that they do catch you unaware because you're usually so well informed. There's leaks everywhere, there's social media, and everything's going on. Um, so, Carl, you said you had one that stuck in mind that or, or leapt to mind immediately.
2: Yeah, well, I've got one I've got one that's a sign-in, but the other one that sort of absolutely threw me, caught me off guard. I might have had a few beers, and it was, so it's 2004. We're on pre-season tour in uh, Northern Ireland. Ian Dowie, the Ulster man, has taken us during marching season to Belfast. What could possibly go wrong? So we're, 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 we're walking to Glen's ground and literally got round the corner, Glenn Torren's ground and got round the corner, and there were journalists everywhere, and they saw like palace scarves and palace kit on. Can you tell us about, can we interview about Colonel Gaddafi buying Crystal Palace? You go, what the <laughs> bloody? Where that come from? And that was that was that story break. It was like, where the fucking hell does that come from? But as as an absolute sign the one the one that really did get me the moment it, it you know it was mentioned. You know what's caught you out of the blue? It was pre season friendly ninety seven. We were uh, drove down to Gillingham, parked up, got out of the car, and I saw a couple of Palace fans ahead who I know, and I went. There, they're going, have you heard? We've signed Lombardo and we were like, get out of it. And it's for all the days of mobile phones and stuff. So you can, you know, go Google, etc. went round, went into a pub and literally everybody's talking about us signing Lombardo. And it would literally, there'd been no build-up in it at all at that stage. And I, uh, and, 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 you know, I remember saying to my dad, we'll probably find out there's two Lombardos and we have signed the other one that we've never heard of. But as the, as we know, several weeks later, there was only one Lombardo and yeah uh, mm. you
0: know, uh, yeah Lombardo for me yeah lovely stuff um sort of <laughs> I was going to give a recent example of Connor Wickham that came out of blue as well but sort of alongside mentioning Lombardo it seems a little bit of a mismatch <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but yeah like in in terms of Wickham was very much like th- there seemed to be nothing about it there was nothing about it in the press and then one day it was just Connor Wickham signs a Crystal Palace from the official, all the official threads. But big, big, big shock. But um, yeah, in the, mo- in the modern day, in- indeed. But yeah, I remember Lombardo happening. I remember I got interviewed by a Palace magazine. Do you Remember in that season we had Eagles magazine, it was called. So if you go to, I think it's issue one of Eagles magazine. There's my little
1: bald headed. He's like, I think it is. I think it's issue one. He knows it's issue one. <laughs> page twelve. Yeah, no. I think it's around page twelve. It's about halfway down. You might, uh, you might find it.
0: It might be issue two. It could be. It's probably one, actually.
1: Yeah.
0: It's it's where... It's, it's I don't know. Um, I've got it at home. has if you know about comics, it's in a plastic sleeve with a cardboard bit in the back. Yes. To retain its value.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know all about that.
0: <laughs> uh, who you got for me? What's your, what's your big palace shock?
3: Listen, the idea that I've done preparation for this show is absolutely farcical. So... I don't have one, but I will. what I will do, though, um, going by Cole's story of Lombardo, I remember my best mate at school was a Chelsea fan, and I said to him, oh, we signed Lombardo, and he could not stop taking the piss out of me. Like Cole said, there's no <laughs> mobile phones or whatever. We were just at school. I guess he found out on Teletext or something, probably, but yeah, he was taking the piss out of me all day. And it was the one time, I think, that I was really able to just be like, oh, fuck off, see? <laughs>
1: um,
3: but yeah, I, I just remember that because, oh, how old was I? That was 97 minutes. so I was 15. So, mm-hmm. like, Palace signing Lombardo was pretty mad for a 15-year-old who used to watch, you know, Football Italia on Channel 4 on a Sunday and that.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah, so that was... Yeah, as much of a shock as anything that I can think of, for sure.
0: And he was probably shocked that Lombardo hasn't signed for Chelsea because they were signing every Italian at that point, weren't they? Yeah. (laughs) He was probably just, yeah, shocked. Um, Did you have any, Albert? Or do you want me to tee a few up for you?
1: Well, no, I I didn't have one. It's not probably the biggest shock that we've ever come across, but it's more about my sort of scenario at the time. When Pulis left, so close to first game of the season after you know, me amongst many others, I'm sure sort of coming in after the Holloway, the Holloway, at least said the debacle, that, that sounds disrespectful and sort of not showing necessarily that he was just this, what we all thought he was at Stoke and, and playing some fairly decent football, I thought, but to go all the way through the summer and then disappear, like, what was it like 36 hours before kickoff of the first game against Arsenal. Um, and, again not not the most groundbreaking news in the world in in terms of Crystal Palace ever but I'm, i was in hospital we were having uh our first child so i wasn't necessarily paying attention to my phone in terms of football sense and just and being a little bit tired of being through like a long exhausting night of protracted labor and then just getting a text and being and, and like seeing it like pulis had gone and just being like but I'm sure, I'm sure i'm sure we played arsenal like at some point in the next day and a half um and yes yeah, so and and i mean that feels like I don't feel that like that long ago, but I mean how many managers have we had since then? Yeah. Uh,
0: we've, had, we've had another manager do it since then, like about a year later. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Um but yeah, that like I say, not not the most shocking, but just the sort of the the circumstances around it did sort of catch me off guard. But that can that's probably sleep deprivation more than uh, utter <laughs> shock.
3: Speaking of which, I'm latching onto your story as well here. Um I was at a mate's leaving drinks that, that evening. That he got, that he got announced, that he that he left, and we were at like an all bar one or one of those places where he, they had a happy hour, and then if you had the app, you had another happy hour. So I was absolutely, I was absolutely fucked, like falling down in the road when we left it, shouting at people on the tube, telling someone that he stank because I thought I was whispering, and then with self, don't go out. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen very often. Uh, but I ended up being sick on a gravestone. So, because of Tony <laughs> Pulis, because of Tony Pulis, I am going to hell. So that's my that's not as good as like bringing a life into the world. That your anecdote was when you um, said
1: you you were shouting at someone saying they stank. Were you shouting at yourself? I, mean,
3: I wasn't. I <laughs> okay. was at a bus stop with my lovely wife, and the guy next to me was eating a kebab, and it smelled bad. Like it did smell bad, whether I was pissed or not. But what I thought I was doing was whispering to Vanessa. This bloke really stinks. He really smells bad. He's making me feel sick. and wondering why Vanessa was telling me to shut up. And it turns out when she talked about it the next day, I was literally
0: shouting it. So. I thought you was going to tell me in that story that Tony Pulis popped out from behind the gravestone in a pair of shorts <laughs> in a brown envelope. Naked yeah.
1: headbutt. Yeah. <laughs>
3: that, that, that. i'm not i'm not james allegedly. B, tony
0: please allegedly 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 allegedly
1: allegedly naked or allegedly <laughs> headbutted someone
0: <laughs> alleged, <laughs> allegedly brown envelope in some shorts or is that <laughs> not alleged was that <laughs> Remember the club shop
2: yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> yes seriously um, a couple of bookies down in the uh, bournemouth region got taken for a uh for a ride <laughs> on that one wasn't it I, uh, um, I wonder if there's a certain West Ham player who'd be using that as evidence that it was never no no case was ever uh, followed through.
0: Well, it's um, the the naughty palace. Who was on the naughty palace player list? Stuart O'Keefe and who was the other one who stuck up for him in court? Yeah, uh, uh, can't remember. Uh, it was in the about. story. Oh, it's 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 in the public domain. It's not it's not a secret. Stuart O'Keefe is one of the ones who went to bat for Pulis in court on his side. <laughs> Yeah. really oh I, I remember Lewis Price was the other one oh, wow. <laughs> so hardly like you know yeah well, <laughs> uh, which is well. weird it's, yeah oh that's that's a fair point hmm well there you go and I've got I had a couple of others as well um, Neil, Neil Warnock becoming manager over Steve Clark <laughs> was Clark, a big shock yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. really was wasn't it
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a really big shock um, so I, I think I think Steve Clark is. I mean, he's close to Flynn Downs. I reckon he was probably probably yeah. in a padded tracksuit top, getting pictures yeah. taken before a phone call took place. I mean, you, if you're good at googling, you could probably find it on my old website, which is still up there. You can go kind of find the article which I wrote a heavily allegedly article <laughs> about <asked laughs> what, what might what might have occurred. <laughs> um, yeah, look on the socials. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll accidentally share a link to that article in in the coming days. Uh, little, little Easter egg for you. Rooney um, not going to QPR yeah. was it because that was one that everyone thought was done and dusted. I mean, it I mean, it was done and dusted. Um, there's heavily rumoured that his signature was on a QPR contract
2: yeah.
0: before Dougie Friedman worked his wily Scottish charms and convinced him to stay. What what did what did Dougie say? I just promised him the world, knowing having no idea whether I could fulfil those promises or not. <laughs> I was told How him, you do you about
1: you? Bolton <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's before Bolton. Long yeah, time exactly. ago. Oh, you went a long way, I think it was on last week's pod to being nice about Dougie Freeman or on episode zero, you spoke about Dougie Freeman in such loving terms. I never love him.
1: But, you know <laughs> My mistakes yeah. get held against me despite how popular <laughs> I am. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: But the next biggest shock, the biggest palace related shock is when Albert finally does this podcast from his own living room instead of a hotel room. it, week? Did it
1: last week? Thank you <laughs> very much. Did it last week? And an Arsenal one. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. Okay. We're going to move on now and talk a little bit about Arsenal. And it's going to be three and three. Although this week, weirdly, it's going to be four and four because Carl's here. But ignore Carl for the moment and listen to our new jingle for three and three.
2: Three, in,
0: three. Someone get the door. (laughs) Yes, the the doorbell had to go in after you guys last week absolutely losing the plot over the doorbell. I listened back to the pod just for that.
3: Never felt so popular in all my life.
0: (laughs) Right, so this week we have got the four players who are going to be up for discussion, are Anderson, IU, Mitchell and Ward. Um, so I will say, Heskiff, you can go first. All right. Uh, and you're talking about Jordan. iu who is making mm-hmm. his second appearance two in two for Jordan. I, uh, so you mean it starts
3: three, now? Three and three. <laughs> Stop cutting into my time. Um, yeah, I thought I thought he was really, really good again. You know, um, obviously, with having players like Elise out, you're not going to have the pace and the trickery that you would hope to have against the bigger teams. But the, the amount of work that IU does, as we know, backwards and forwards, it is absolutely brilliant. And I think he gave him a really torrid time. You know, the first twenty odd minutes of the game where we barely got a kick. The couple of times we did get it out to him he was he was very useful with it as we know he can always get fouls as he did for the red um but he just it's just i think a lot more people i'm seeing are being a lot more um appreciative of his how industrious he is and and what he gives to the team you know i've said in the past that s- stop thinking about him scoring loads of goals because he's a forward and just consider what he actually does in the game and in the first two games of this season <laughs> i've started so i'll finish uh, the first two games of the season have proved just how important and and a, good a player he is for us
0: yeah the guy next to me who stands next to me at cellar absolutely losing his rag at iu for a, pretty much the full 90 minutes <laughs> well if so you're good. listening mate the appreciation for him is not completely there yet, but um, there's it's definitely a lot more growing appreciation for what he does, and particularly as a squad player in and you know in and around injuries and and every now and then he has big purple patches as well where we score some goals and so on. So yeah, no big fan of Jordan Ayew being in the squad and glad he's not one of the ones who end up going over to Saudi. Okay, next we're going to go to Carl. Welcome to three and three. And you're going to be talking about Tyrick Mitchell. And your minute starts now.
2: So Tyrick Mitchell, much maligned by the FIFA five-star skills move crew. Uh, <laughs> thought he had a really, really good game. He yeah, he, he was he kept arguably the best right winger in the Premier League quiet for much of the game. They doubled up on him with Odegaard, and there were one or two occasions whereby he definitely got Odegaard in behind Odegaard running on behind him, but that wasn't his player. But again, when you look at what was actually created from uh, from Saka, especially from Saka, was very very little in the game. It got him a seven out of ten rating across most of the most of the press. What gets you a nine out of ten rating is when you come up with an assist. What cost him his assist was a centre forward who can't head a ball on target. He put five crosses in, two flashed right across the penalty area. It's a shame, just didn't have somebody in there. The one he put on Edouard's head was a beautiful ball in.
0: I think Edouard probably got a little bit distracted. Ben White did just enough in front of him in missing it to, you know, it, it was one of those ones. It looked like Ben White was probably going to get it to the striker. So. Yeah, I don't know. After last week as well, talking about Edouard getting into the six-yard box and so on, at least he was there again. Got got yeah. on the end of it. Um, positive positive signs. I was also, I was, kind of, I don't know if I was annoyed by this. I, I I hated where Eze was when they went down to ten men. I hated his position. Um, it was like he was trying to create space for Mitchell on the overlap the entire time, which seems nonsense is just get Eze on the ball and let Eze do as much as possible. Let him foul fast. Just keep giving it to him. Let him keep going. And he, why he saw a fair amount of the ball during that time, a lot of the time it was just then feeding other people instead of like, you know, you be the one that actually tries to take this on and score the goal because you're you're meant to be that that one in our team now. So, yeah, I don't know. But I thought I thought Mitchell did well both going forwards and backwards. So fair play to him. And as you say, um, probably the best right winger in the Premier League since Wayne Hennessy left. So, (laughs) (laughs) very true. (laughs) Uh, Albert, you chose Joel Ward. So, the other fullback can be an interesting one. This, your minute starts now.
1: Yeah, well, I would have taken the other full-back, but luckily, or unluckily, I was the last person to pick, so I was I was left with a bit of a head scratch. But I thought Joel Ward, you know, we're two games into a new season, and I think whilst um, I think whilst Joel Ward wouldn't necessarily have been my first choice to take the armband on a sort of permanent basis, I have to say against what was arguably a you know a really really decent Arsenal team, I thought Joel Ward was part of a defence that, you know, the three other players in that back line. Uh, you know, and I'm sure Joel Ward won't be, be upset with me saying it, are sort of significantly more naturally talented at what they do. Um, but I thought Joel Ward led by example. I thought he was, you know, he was rarely caught out of position. I thought he was quite aggressive in his tackling and seems to be quite willing to sort of, you know, put the foot on the ball and bring the ball up, you know, another 10 yards before trying to find a pass. Um, and I think he's, you know, he's emerged as, you know, a, maybe a wise choice as captain, you know, mm, that was quick.
0: My only problem with Joel Ward is his willingness to get forward means he often gets on the ball <laughs> in the, the final thir- the final third, which is when things sort of slow down and break down a bit. Um, it's
1: not for want of trying though.
0: No, it's not at all. And I do lo- I do love Joel Ward. And again, as a squad player, absolutely love having him there. And, you know, he des- deserves it to be made club captain. He's been here a long time and he hasn't done us wrong. Like he's al- he's always been there and he's always given a hundred percent and he knows what it is to be a Crystal Palace player. And, you know, so no problems at all with Joel Ward except for when he's got the point of the final. <laughs> okay. Why can't he roll back the years and remember Chelsea away? It led us. Like diving header in the last minute. <laughs> what was he thinking being up there? Okay. But I've gone for, so we're going to go three of the back four discussed. I've gone for my lover boy, Joachim Anderson. So I'll start my minute now. What I absolutely loved about him was when they went down to 10 men, didn't batter an eyelid and moved forward 15 yards up the pitch and played quarterback and took the responsibility on and really, really tried he's hardest to break that Arsenal team down. He was directing play. He was always showing for the ball. He was always trying to move it faster than everyone else was. And all it was missing, I was expecting at some point he was just going to get that half a yard to be, let fly with one of his 35 yard rockets. But unfortunately just didn't quite work out for him there. But I just, I, I just really loved that he took on that responsibility and really tried to make it happen. And you know there was loads of rumours that he was going to Newcastle and that we we, we were going to lose him and so on. But you know the passion he showed in the first couple of games this season, um, the you know the initiative he showed towards the game against Arsenal. Now I'm just delighted we've kept him and uh, you know one of the best centre backs we've had. Right, that was three and three. We can't go past the Arsenal game without talking about fireworks. Right in front of the half oh, <laughs> a Did anyone see where they got wheeled off to? They just seemed to like disappear. Are there holes in the ground that sucked them up? Like wh- where where did those containers go? Did anyone see? No, no I I couldn't see. I couldn't oh,
3: yeah. see very much at all for the first couple of minutes, mate. <laughs> Never mind where it went. <laughs> Covered oh, in smoke, so- were you?
2: Yeah I went, so I went in one entrance of the uh, the, uh, the 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 bogs in the homestow, came out the other end and went straight back in again it, that that was the best we ever <laughs> <laughs> God bless the pumpkins yeah.
0: So we had a, yeah we had a light show then we had the fireworks and we have the new electronic advertising hoarding so this might be new news to you Albert all the way up the Whitehorse Lane now, there's like electronic advertising hoardings. And across the a way fascia, which just all sorts going on up there. We
2: look, I'm I quite thought we the,
0: looked good.
2: I thought we really good.
0: I thought, yeah, I like... Um, I mean, obviously, there's been a massive campaign by... Is it Whiteleaf Eagle on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Jason has really been pushing for the Red and Blue Stripes to come back. So, fair play for his determined nature in that to get that done. Um, that looked great. Absolutely great. I, I mean at one point I think I saw Eze's moustache on it because that's about as much as their face of his face <laughs> they could get on there it seemed very confusing as to why that was there. But no, I thought we looked good. Although when, part you, of me, when,
1: when you said you didn't like Eze's position, I didn't realise you meant he was something he <laughs>
0: <like, laughs> was up in the Yeah he was he was joining um the commentators up there getting involved. Um <laughs> No, uh, no, I, I think it'll fine. I just I, these things I always just think about as a goalkeeper. Like, surely that's in your eye line the whole time when you're looking up the pitch. Seems that's
2: weird. Gonna be like, when we're going to get that Dashound walking around? Is he going? To, is he going on all three levels?
3: <laughs> I, said, I, just, I said exactly the same thing during yeah. the game. I was like, my eye, my eye line always follows him when he's running about behind the goal. Yeah. you see him what? ten times that's over. To it. be a nightmare.
0: I was, I was explained to notice that um, the vi- the video of it, the meme, I guess, of it happening when Thiago passes to the dog, yeah, yeah in yeah, Park, yeah. and I think, I think of that um, that meme when the boys. Talking in the girl's ear and she's clearly not interested in what he's saying. That was me yes. to my wife at breakfast this morning, saying that <laughs> Tiago passed perfectly to the dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's yeah, all sorts of things like that. I mean, it's gonna, it obviously doesn't happen as frequent as I thought it might in my mind. But hey ho, there you go. <clears throat> Shout out to the ever be- American football nature of Sellers Park that it's becoming. We've got cheerleaders, we've got fireworks, electronic advertising hoardings. Hopefully that will bring in the extra six thousand bodies we need when we eventually build the main star. Right, we need to move on. We need to move on. Uh, plenty still, loads to get through. Carl, is this is uh, we we're going to need to build a jingle for this. Questions for Carl when he's on. I have reached out on Instagram. I've reached out on Twitter. Twitter just got loads of people asking when are you coming back to Twitter, Carl.
2: Not a fucking chance.
0: Not a chance, yes, a that's chance. What, what I expected. Uh, so before we get into it, I'm going to start with Eze's been linked to Manchester City. Is there any chance this happens?
2: Yeah, uh, look, you, you can never say never because if they put a silly amount of money on the table, I mean, a really stupidly silly amount. What's a silly amount? What's a silly amount? I, I, I honestly think we're over 80. Million, I think 80, 90, 100 million. I think that's the the, the bit. They're, look, they're never going to do it. City, City, City don't generally massively, massively overpay. They've, I mean, they have done, but not not anymore. Uh, when was when have we? When was the last time we sold? Let's call it a top player, or a really big player towards the end of the window. We just don't. That's just not how we go operate. We know we could replace him. Uh, we know. You know, you could probably find a way whereby it's sixty, and you've got Cole Palmer, and he's a, plugs you for a year or whatever it may well be, but it no, nothing's going to happen. We, I mean, I don't think they'd be get anywhere close to be able to get the dialogue going in that period of time. And you know, I don't know what city you're looking for, but there's you need to find a club to do the deal. You need to find a club who needs to sell, needs a reason to sell, and/or you need a player who's desperately wanting out. They felt they could do that with West Ham with Paquetta. That had been circulating for a good two weeks before it made the papers amongst agents that that could happen. Clearly, obviously, that fell down because of his uh, his, his betting scandal. It looks like it's at Wolves. They need to sell, and you've got Mendes as an agent. That, you know, likely it happened. We're the opposite. He's with CAA base. They are an exceptional agency. I have to say that because I work with them. But no, they're an exceptional agency. He's incredibly well... Uh, uh, Advised, if they, they won't be saying to him, you need to move now by any stretch of imagination, and we desperately won't want to sell. So, yeah, going nowhere.
0: Good news, good news indeed. Um, where do we start? Okay, assuming Mateta's out and a striker comes in, Your. is the plan then to add another winger? And that's from Tom Dutty, yeah,
2: yeah. Look, I think, I think. I think there's i think the other way of putting it is there's like they'd like to get an incremental two in okay I.e. two whereby it's not replacing and quite clearly they'd like to do two where we do replace and the players clearly want to go so clearly want to do a keeper clearly want to do a center forward the the there is no that they're, they're not an overall the center forward or a winger they would do both if they could do both so it's a yeah, the answer to the question would be yeah, but they're not inextricably linked, those two things. It's not a forward ahead of the winger. If they can do the forward, they'll do the forward, and they'll let Mateta go. If they can do the winger, they'll do the winger.
0: Okay, so, and Austin has asked, which strikers are we looking at? I think
2: Ineacho is the obvious one. Yeah, yeah. Heaven and again, and you're, you're back You're back to that exact same bit with regards to, you know, why Eze won't go to City, or why they may go for Nunes, uh, or may, Nunes may well go there from Wolves. Uh, is exactly the Iniacho In- 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 Iniacho one year to go. Uh, Leicester aren't going to offer him another contract. He's only got one year of stupid wages left. It would have been a far harder deal to have done if it had been, you know, two years. He So he'll want to move. He'll want to play Premier League. In an ideal world, Leicester want to sell. You're only trying to bridge the gap on one year's silly wages. It's, it's just all about, and, you know, Eventually, Leicester recognising that they need to drop their price, and iniacho recognising he probably needs to lower his wage demand, and the deal gets done. But there's a reason why he's still there on, you know, you know, coming up to one week to go of the window. And there's a lot of clubs looking for centre forwards, is because the maths don't quite add up yet for anybody.
0: Hmm. Okay. And Tom's followed up his question with, "What's the plans with loans?" Particularly now that Hall appears to have gone to Newcastle. Has that happened? Has he gone to Newcastle?
2: Yeah, yeah he's gone. I, do you know what I I honestly don't I honestly don't know on the loans. So look, they they were, Hall Hall's Hall also kicking the teeth because, you know, as near as he goes, you know, that was that that was done. That was well planned. Lots of thought process around it. Chelsea structured their deals whereby they're quite expensive and left their playing, So they 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 had it in their mind where Hall was gonna go play. Roy really liked him. He was gonna be Pretty much on the field to play every week, be it in midfield and obviously offered left back cover. So uh, you don't suddenly find those deals really easily. But the I, you know, it, the, you go back to it. Then what's the ask? The ask is they still want a midfielder. I suspect we're not trying to buy a midfielder. I would think that's where we go into the loan market. But now you're into clubs needing who are looking to, you know, they've got to be good enough to play. They've got to be good enough to be. You don't loan a player for them to. Roy did that once with your Cardiff man, didn't he? But he wouldn't. I can't remember his name. gave with C. The, but yeah, look, it be for for my for my mind. They, they, we're probably looking at a lone player from a midfielder from one of the top five or six clubs who's surplus to requirements. But yeah, I I genuinely have no idea who it is. I, I, you know, as of as of a week and a half ago, it was definitely going to be Lewis Hall.
0: Curtis Jones, anyone? Curtis Jones. Yeah, but
2: Liverpool have got their (laughs) midfielders in enough to make that happen. But that's the type of player, isn't it? If suddenly Liverpool went out and got two more midfielders in, that's exactly where Palace would be.
0: Mm, Okay. Um, Talking about...
2: I should say, say, Terence, don't forget they may well use a loan as a way of structuring the deal in the right way. Ie, you could well see a keeper coming in, and it's a loan for a year with a, you know, a purchase at the end of it. And you know you can't do that with Iniesta because he's only got one year on his contract. But Palace, Palace quite would quite like that just because it just balances them with FFP.
0: Okay, so that's going to lead everyone to think Dean Henderson from Manchester United. Uh, yeah. We did have a question from M saying, "Why are we spending twenty million on a goalkeeper when funds are so tight?" I'm not sure. Where that twenty million suggestions coming from? But
2: yeah, well, that was that was again. I, I think if, I, if I'm really honest, I don't think it is Henderson that arrives at Palace just because I don't think it quite makes sense. And that's not to suggest he isn't a great goalkeeper. Uh But you know, and but sells is out there looking to get us a keeper. We will, you know, ninety nine point nine percent certain get a keeper. I'm, I, I'm not sure we do spend that money on a number two, and they're pretty dumb convinced Sam Johnston's a number one. Now, you bring, I think uh, this is my interpretation. If you bring Henderson in with a loan, a loan with a compulsory buy at the end of it, if that's what it is, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Johnston's going next summer, and that's how they're doing the equation around of all of that. But you know, my, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's two players come from Leicester. And yeah, that would be my, I, I that makes far more sense than the, the not the baggage, I mean the financial baggage that comes with Henderson. He's already on a top Premier League wage. Mm. And you know, there's yeah. a reason why he'd go to forest because they couldn't afford him.
0: Yeah. What's, what's Dean Kiley doing to the goalkeepers if Sam Johnson's going? <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding.
2: Yeah. Again, so, yeah, and I get and I know they really, really like Sam. So, uh, you know, my, my sense is that look, look, you know, the, the, the Guiata things, unfortunately, It's an understatement. It's a kick in the teeth, but because none of that's planned, and you know that is all out of the budget, they would be spending in other areas.
0: Um, mm. Vicente Traitor, as we called him last week, yeah. <laughs> outrageous. Uh, and what's the situation with Jess?
2: Jez? Yeah, or Jess. So, and Matt's asked. I know, I know. I know this. I know this one for. Definitely certain because I heard it first Dan, from 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 Dougie. He's a you know they they wanted to play thirty games. They they love him to bits. They wanted to play thirty games. Uh, they wanted to get you know lots and lots of minutes under his belt at a really really good level. Didn't, he probably won't get that at Palace. So in an ideal world, a winger comes in and, and he does go out on loan, and they've got mm. a very long queue of clubs.
1: But mm. but
2: quite rightly, Roy is doing the obvious thing that says. He don't go anywhere until somebody does come in because, you know what, he will be on our bench every single game and he will get minutes. And he looked decent, didn't he, on uh, Monday night when he came on?
1: Yeah, I thought he did well.
2: Yeah, I do wonder, though, if it was
0: nobody knew who he was, so they didn't know he was left-footed because the the ease he was beating everyone back onto his left foot was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know whether it was just... There was no. There's no analysis on him. They won't expect him to come on. I don't know. I don't. That's just me being overly cynical, I guess. But I just, I just thought he beat. I mean, I guess it was Zinchenko by the time he came on, and Zinchenko isn't the best left back in the world, to be honest, defensively. So maybe he was just beating him and odds up every
2: time. But yeah, I don't know. I do wonder. Without injury to Elise, when he's back, the door's closed. Yeah, Yeah. he's got to go to the championship. He's got to go to the championship. Yeah, that's just
0: be all and end all. And having went to, I went to Charlton last week. I watched Bristol. I was in the away end. I may add, with my best mate who supports Bristol Rovers, and they miss him. They miss him a lot. (laughs) It's very clear. They look very toothless up top. Um, So, final question. From friend of the pod, Sergio. Are Roma going to win the league this year, or have Milan got a chance? Asking for a friend.
2: Oh man, cause, uh, I've, having, having watched, having watched, having watched Roma draw two two with Salernitana. Oh my god, yeah, the league, Roma win the league looks a little bit of a way off. And, 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 and as you know, I've also got a uh, Roma season ticket this year, so I've got plenty of trips out there when 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 Palace aren't playing. Yeah, I I I think I my, my sense. Milan are a wild card. If they put the, if they put the team together, I like what they bought, but if it can all come together, I think they can win the league. My horrible thought is Juve win it. Ugh, and, mm. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough of that. Right. Enough of Italian football. <laughs> right.
0: Thanks very much for fielding the questions, Carl. Really, really appreciate it. And I'm sure the listeners will too. Right. We'll start to close this out. We're going to give a nod to the marathon march. Um, Albert, I'm very, yeah. impre- I'm very impressed with you. You've been, you've been training as have I been training. I'll be continuing my training this week with a walk to Brentford away. Uh, how many miles was it you walked on your last walk, Albert?
1: Uh, I did uh, eight, mm. and then I've just been reminded that I'm actually walking up Snowdonia next weekend, um, which you know wasn't my first choice. It's my brother-in-law to be stag do, um, but I'm looking at it as training. So you know, I'm
0: not. I'm not a fan of that stag do. I'd be making yeah. my apologies.
3: Are you making? Are you making the stag walk up it in like high heels or something?
1: I don't know. I'm. I'm. we we're, we're, we're. I think me, my brother, and my dad. We're the sort of token, slightly too old. <laughs> we better we better invite them because they're the family, um and we all like yeah yeah yeah. We're up for that. Just let us know let us know the dates and what's going on. And then it was like oh yeah yeah it's uh, walking up Snowdonia, and then yeah it's been like oh fuck. Um, <laughs> but he's an, brother-in-law's an Arsenal fan, so maybe I can duff him up a little bit once we're at the summit. You rolling down even, it.
3: You can't even say you're too busy washing your hair, Albert.
1: No, I can't, mate. You're not anymore. <laughs> uh
0: yeah so i'll be walking 12 ish miles to Brentford on the weekend how how many training sessions have you done heskiff in preparation
3: listen it's a (laughs) 0.5 mile walk from the tube
0: to my office which i do four (laughs) times a week it all adds up mate and you've got the most sponsorship money out of a lot of us as well so far
3: yeah and it's payday tomorrow so i'm gonna do another round at work they're all gonna hate me (laughs) I was going to say,
1: I'm actually, I'm actually glad that Heskiff's ditched us and not, isn't, isn't part of our team because I think he's going to hold us back.
3: <laughs> oh. gonna, uh, gonna, I'll, get a, I'll get a piggyback off Vanessa. She's doing it and all.
0: Now, Carl, you're heavily involved with the foundation these days. Yeah. Um, you're not doing the marathon March. I,
2: I, I am. I, 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 have I've delegated it to you, which means, <laughs> which means I give you money and you do my walking. I, uh, the, uh there's far, more, there's far more articulate people than me who can uh, uh, describe how important the marathon march is to the foundation, but it, but it is, you know, it's it raises a significant amount of money, but it is one of those that it's it, it's accessible to everybody, so it's a or well, nearly everybody. So somebody in my fitness isn't quite accessible to, but yeah, it's a it, it's generally a great event that's well supported by by fans and also you know people from the club as well.
0: Mm, yeah i'm as I, I think i said previously i i needed to use i haven't raised money through my platform i'm doing like air quotes there <laughs> and i felt like it was about time that i rate it helps raise some money for charity i hate walking i really hate it i'm i'm struggling <laughs> already uh but hey there we are. You can see me at Brentford on the weekend. If you're going Brentford away, you'll see me just absolutely killed over in a corner somewhere, dying.
1: Have your new, have your new Yeah, if your new boxer shorts turned up.
0: Well, you're going to break them in. Do you know Albert is buying forty pound merino wool boxers, anti chafe boxers. To which, I mean. The idea of blowing 40 quid on a single pair of boxes is just mind-boggling, really.
1: Mate, having done the marathon march before, albeit about five years ago, knowing what I know, 40 <laughs> quid, to, to, not have, to not have that level of pain again is, mm. I'd have paid 80. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, so I, but I've, I've, I've got, like, I'm more of a micro-skin type of person, and I have those, and those protects my chafing so i'm good i'm good you say you've got a micro
2: skin
0: my my, that's what it's called these boxes they're like called micro skin i don't know how much are they um autograph marks and spencers three pound for three for 25 (laughs) (laughs) plus staff discount 20 quid mate for three pairs
1: no well thanks for offering it up now after i think they've been dispatched today so
0: they're not specifically anti chafe though. So, but I'm I, I think they'll do the job for me. Um, I'm going to test them out, test a pair of them out on the ways of Brentford. So, we shall see.
3: Also, um, shout, shout out producer Samantha who had to put up with this chat in our WhatsApp, including chat about <laughs> Tao as well. Chafe chat. <laughs> chat, yeah.
0: Hesketh was going to send a tutorial video of how to put talcum powder on, so you don't have to buy these sort of boxer shorts. But um,
1: yeah, but but he didn't send the video, so that means that he's going to have to apply it to me and you when we actually do the
0: walk. <laughs> <Indeed>. ah. uh, <laughs> but mate, seriously, on a on a deadly serious note, you need to get practice in. You need to do oh, some I've been, walks. I've
3: been, Mate, I've been practicing.
0: Mm-hmm. I've been
3: practicing. I've actually been walking around quite a bit, so we're all okay.
0: good good job good job and uh carl yeah you can you can lay up that sponsorship money all the links are going to go out on our socials from tomorrow so that's that winging it cpfc on twitter threads and instagram all the links will go up tomorrow for all three of us heskiff already has enough sponsorships so don't worry about him look towards mine and albert's at least get us to our 300 quid
2: (laughs)
1: There, I want my You're outfit, there. apart from the boxers. I want my outfit on the day to be sponsored by Carl. I, yes.
2: I, I, I can get you a penguin. Uh, do you need? Shall I see if I got any of those foil penguin things that I can throw over you when you made the end of it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and something to be sick into, if anything like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, talking about being sick. Um, the, those discussions might be on the cars next week. Uh, <laughs> after me driving to Plymouth away there and back on the same day that's going to be by far the longest drive I've ever done in a day
2: Has he stuck his hand up and he's joining you?
0: He's not coming
3: Um, I stuck my hand up and I'm not joining him unfortunately He's
1: too busy practicing walking around a bit
3: (laughs) I'm filming my uh, chaff chaff only fans actually Oh mate Sorry (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow that's how he's got all this sponsorship money lovely but yeah as i say at winging it cpfc twitter threads and instagram look out for the links um if you've got any contacts for the show winging it cpfc at gmail.com will get you through um loads of great contact this week thank you for the questions of carl really really appreciate it I say we'll be back next week with all my tales of driving to Plymouth away and back. I'm really excited, can you tell? But I finally need to tick this ground off, I'll get one closer to Carl. <laughs> I think yeah. it'll be my. Uh, I, I had a go at feeling out my footology this week, got a little bit more in. Um, I, I still have nothing in 2007, which I know isn't true. I definitely went to some. But Peter Taylor did keep me away. To be honest, quite a lot. <laughs> but I need to get those in. But I think Plymouth will be my ninety seventh ground. So closing in on your what? What are you at? Nine one eight. I went
2: to nine yeah. one oh. eight. Nine one eight. Yeah, I am A, But I'm I'm, strug- I'm struggling now because you can midweek midweekers are a problem when it says the nearest ground that you haven't been to is like hundred and seventy miles away. So it's <laughs> a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I'm, I'm now reliant on Palace. You know, not playing on a Saturday. Mm, yeah.
0: So, and you you'll be celebrating. Was it your four thousandth game?
2: Yeah. This year. Some, yeah. Sometime. Sometime late March. I'm, I'm, if I if I can, I'd like it to be the international break in March. So, because uh, I can mm. plan that a little better. But yeah, somewhere. And I miss a Palace game this season, though. I've got one. I can see it. So it'd be the first one in a blimmin' long time. I miss, I miss Burnley away because I'm in the US with work, but. Yes, four four thousand sometime this season.
0: Mm, okay, good work. So that's it for this week. Now, thank you as always to Breaking Saints for the theme music that you would have heard at the start and throughout this show. But this week, we're going to close out with a song by Occupants, which is the band of former producer of our old show, Will Schauler, or Billiam, as we like to call him. Um. Anyone who ever listened to the show back then and Billiam every now and then would pipe up or so on, or if you've ever met Billiam in real life, you'd be absolutely shocked to hear that this song is about smoking weed. <laughs> absolutely shocked, by no means at all. Um, but this, uh, yeah, this is Relaxer by Occupants. I am genuinely obsessed with this song. It's a bit on the heavy side, but see what you think and um yeah available on all your spotify's and itunes so thank you very much for listening and until next week up the palace